Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. Well, we are in the second month of 2019, and already there have been a number of data breaches. Among them, a security flaw in the online video game Fortnite, which made its 200 million users worldwide vulnerable to such hacks as taking over a gamer's account, purchasing game currency in the user's name, and eavesdropping on game chatter. If you do an online search for data breaches in 2018, no doubt you would discover a seemingly endless list of search results where users' privacy and data had been hacked or exploited in some way. So, what does that mean for the bottom line of tech companies, especially those with millions and millions and millions of active users like Facebook? Surprisingly, nothing much. I'll explain after this message. To fully understand the privacy of Facebook and how it's likely to evolve, you need to understand one thing. Facebook executives want everyone to be public. As the service evolves, executives tend to favor our open access to information, meaning information you think is private will slowly become public. But that doesn't mean you can't be private if you want to. Facebook gives its users the option to lock things down, but users need to be aware of their controls how to use them and how to prepare for the future Facebook privacy changes. Facebook has not and will not make information obvious and that's where my special offer comes in. Go to jimstroud.com free and download the very unofficial Facebook privacy manual. That's jimstroud.com free to download your free copy of the very unofficial Facebook privacy manual. One last time, download it now at jimstroud.com free. Operators, are standing by. In 2018, Facebook was the poster child for data breaches. It seemed like there was a data breach or some privacy-related scandal every other week. Here are just a few of them, in no particular order. Robert Mueller, the special counsel investigating Russian interference in the 2016 election, brought to light that Facebook advertising was used in Russian schemes, albeit to minimal effect on the election, some would say. Said Facebook ads violated the prohibition on foreign spending as well as requirements mandating the disclosure of campaign spending. In result, 13 Russian indictments. Scandalous. Facebook partnered with at least 60 device makers, including Apple, Amazon, BlackBerry, Microsoft, and Samsung, and gave them access to the friends of Facebook's users without their explicit consent, even after Facebook had promised to stop. Scandalous. A serious security flaw gave hackers access to 50 million Facebook accounts, allowing them to control those accounts. Uh-oh. <laughs> and here's another whoops. It was reported that third-party developers were able to see the photos of 6.8 million Facebook users, even if those photos were marked private and not intended for public view. Yikes! And finally, internal documents discovered by the New York Times revealed that Facebook gave Microsoft, Amazon, Spotify, and others far greater access to people's data than it had publicly disclosed. 
effectively exempting those business partners from its usual privacy rules. So, with all of that drama and even more drama I did not mention for the sake of time, you would think that Facebook was on the decline, but not so. Facebook is doing all right. Here is a quote from a recent CNBC article. Quote, this week, Facebook pleased investors by reporting a strong quarter of earnings led by impressive statistics on user activity for the fourth quarter of 2018. In light of the social network's recent controversies, there were a few surprises in the figures. The number of monthly Facebook users was steady in the U.S. with spikes in the Asia-Pacific region. Perhaps most surprisingly, they also rose in the European Union, where the company has endured the brunt of criticism over privacy related to the Cambridge Analytical scandal and uncertainty over General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR. Facebook's success in courting users so quickly could have far-reaching impact as other tech companies seek to understand the true consumer appetite for personal privacy. End quote. <laughs> I have to admit, I was surprised and concerned. I know people like free. I can hear them singing in the back of my mind, free, 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 it's good to me. <laughs> Even if it means that there is a chance, a very good chance that your information will be hacked, already has been hacked, and or will be used to some nefarious end. So what's the solution? Delete Facebook? Delete Instagram? Stop using WhatsApp? <laughs> no, you're not going to do that. You might consider using false personal information on social media. I mean, what will happen to you if you shave five years off your birth date or mention that you live in a different zip code of your city? Mm, probably nothing. But the reality of it all is, 15 minutes from now, it won't matter. Why? Two words. Predictive analytics. I'll explain. NBC News shed light on something recently that I think is a thousand times more alarming than a hacker stealing your data. As of now, Facebook doesn't need your personal information to determine exactly who you are or what you'll do next. Every time you watch a video, uh, like something, leave a comment, interact with a web page that has a Facebook like button on it, or engage with an app that is in partnership with Facebook, Facebook is building a profile of you. But it doesn't stop there. Facebook looks at the behavior of other users who are similar to you in terms of online behavior, demographics, and merges your data with the collected data of others who act like you online. With that information, they build a virtual version of you, then test that virtual version of you in a number of ways. How would this virtual version of you react to this video, react to this article? react to this photograph or react to this political message. Now, wrap your mind around this. 
Facebook's mastery of data enables it to produce results much more powerful than traditional advertising. Here's a quote from NBC News. Quote, Facebook offers the chance to pay not just for a certain audience size, but an actual business outcome, like a sale, an app download, or a newsletter subscription. Once upon a time, advertisers paid a CPM, calls per thousand views, for a marketing campaign. That was just a chance to get in front of some people. Now Facebook offers a rate based on CPA, or cost per action, a once unimaginable metric offered because the company is so confident in its understanding of people and their preferences that Facebook can essentially guarantee a certain number of people will do certain things." End quote. Remember when I told you how Facebook takes your data, combines it with other people's data in order to build a virtual version of you? Well, Aza Raskin, co-founder of the Center for Humane Technology, was interviewed in that same NBC News article I quoted earlier. And in regard to the virtual version of you I was describing, he said this, quote, With 2.3 billion users, Facebook has one of these models for one out of every four humans on Earth. Every country, culture, behavior type, socioeconomic background, says Raskin. With those models and endless simulation, the company can predict your interests and intentions before you even know them. End quote. So, is that creepy? Does it feel weird to know that Facebook can reliably predict your reaction to an advertisement based on your past online actions and the collected data of users like you? Is this enough to make you want to get off Facebook? Uh, for some of you, yes. But for the majority, no. And that makes me very afraid for the future. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can reach me at my website, www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. Oh, before I go, uh, please financially support this podcast with a little something something in my virtual tip jar. There's a link in the podcast description. Your generosity encourages me to keep this podcast train chugging down the track. That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware, when your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe.